here on the night of nights, the week of weeks, as we count down to the uh, USC Clemson, Clemson USC game for 2022, the brawl for it all, the Palmetto Bowl, and anything else you can come up with. Let's welcome in the thrill, Carl Hill, the former Gamecock outside linebacker. Welcome in, Carl. How are you? Doing very well, sir. How about yourself today? We're doing tremendous. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And let's welcome in big old slobberknocker Will Merritt. Will, welcome in. How are you? Yes, sir. Doing great, guys. And uh, happy Thanksgiving back to you guys. I hope y'all have a very uh, peaceful and wonderful week. Now, thank you. And, of course, same to you and your family. So, Carl, let's start with you. Did you think you were dreaming Saturday night, or did you think that was a real Gamecock football team out there? Oh, I knew it was a real football team, but, hey, that was pretty, man. I, I've i never seen anything like that from that coaching staff, and they did an absolutely wonderful job, and the players executed. It was a, it was a sight to see. What do you think made the difference in terms of the coaching staff and the way the team played overall? In my opinion, as I said on Monday, it looked like you had – basically 22 guys on the field, 11 on offense, 11 on defense for the Gamecocks, who all played maybe their best games at the same time. And, and it's kind of, especially offensively, it's kind of easy to do when, like I preached last week and the week before that and probably the week before that, that when you use the whole football field as an offense, the defense has to defend the whole football field and if you defend the whole football field, there's opportunity to have success. Some success. And we used uh, uh, Scott Satterfield used the whole football field. He ran the ball to the outside. It was almost like somebody told him we were playing Tennessee State hmm. versus the University of Tennessee because that's the game plans we use for South Carolina State. Uh, that's the game plans we've used for uh, Charlotte. We've, we've seen that offense before, not with that much success, mm -hmm. but we've seen that type of play calling, but we don't normally see it against somebody like a Tennessee or a Clemson. All right, so, Will, after watching the Gamecocks Saturday and the way they handled the fifth-ranked team in the country, I mean, that's got to give Clemson a little bit of pause. Not that they would not sure. have been fired up and focused, but, I mean, now they kind of have to take a little bit of a step back and kind of reevaluate this Gamecock team, don't they? Well, I think I think you're you're exactly right. I don't think it necessarily uh, added you know any more fuel to the fire uh, as far as Clemson wanting to win this game. Obviously, they have their their home winning streak still at stake. They have a chance to you know win eight games in a row against South Carolina. I mean, there were there were already factors to make this game big, but watching South Carolina put up over 600 yards of offense and and the way that their offensive line pick, did blitz pick up. I mean, there's a lot of things about that game that I guarantee you that this Clemson coaching staff said, "All right, boys, now <laughs> this thing, this thing is going to be for real." And uh, you know, so at high noon, you're going to find out very, very quickly um, just who, who's got the preparation. The only thing I would also say is, you know, South Carolina can they can they can they enjoy success? Can they capitalize on success? Um, whereas Clemson, over the last decade, that they've snowballed with success. This is kind of a little bit of an anomaly 
uh, for South Carolina. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if they come out and are poised like they were against Tennessee. All right, Carl, I mean, Tennessee's defense is no Clemson. Uh, they give up a ton of yards through the air. They've done so all season, and the Gamecocks put the second most yards through the air against them this season and over what, 453 yards, I think it was. Uh, Florida and Alabama also put a bunch of passing yards on them. So the Gamecocks are right up there with that. But this is not – the defense coming up is not the Tennessee defense. It's a much more difficult, much better, much more talented defense that only allowed 98 yards to Miami uh, this past weekend. So what can South Carolina do if what – if what they did against Tennessee, they can repeat it. Can they move the ball against this Clemson defense? Uh, pretty much, absolutely. Just like I said earlier, you cannot defend a whole football field without leaving weaknesses. And if we make Clemson, especially their secondary, their secondary is probably not a whole lot better than Tennessee, I don't think. So there's opportunities for us to take the ball to have some success with their passing game against Clemson, they got probably one of the better front sevens that we're going to play against. So it's going to be difficult. But again, if you spread them out, they can't. Nobody can defend the whole football field without leaving weaknesses. And if we do what we did offensively, run the ball to the outside, throw the ball in the middle of the field, I think we can have success against that defense. Hmm. I mean, it's not going to be 53 well, yards, and, and, 53 points now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go yeah, ahead, Will. And, go ahead, Will. Well, I, I was just going to—I was just going to reiterate something. You know, you're right. I mean, t- Tennessee has been—they've uh, been very porous all year long, and um, and 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 I, I was actually—I spoke at the Greenwood Touchdown Club last night, and there were a ton of Gamecock and Clemson fans. We were talking about the game before, during, and after the event. And they realized that, you know, beating Tennessee in the manner in which they did is what's got everybody fired up. However, if you look at what Clemson's been able to rattle off in the last couple of weeks and how they've gotten to the quarterback and been able to stop the run, and I think they're only allowing, you know, three yards a carry, something like that. But, I mean, they're, you know, they, they, they will pose a threat for South Carolina. There's no doubt about it. They will get in the backfield. They are strong on that defensive line. The linebacking play for Clemson has just exponentially increased over the season. Um, so I think that um, it will not be a Tennessee defense, just to reiterate what you said. No, much better than a Tennessee defense. Will and the thrill with us here on Sports Talk as we break down the USC and Clemson game coming up on Saturday. So, Carl, defensively for South Carolina, now they gave up over 500 yards and – you know, a lot of points to Tennessee. The It was lucky or fortunate, not lucky, I should say fortunate for them, that it was a complimentary performance by the Gamecocks. The offense complimented the defense and vice versa, and the defense got enough stops to allow the offense to uh, build an advantage, and they went on from there. Uh, but, and we know Tennessee's got a great offense until Hooker got hurt. I mean, you know, they put points and yards on everybody. But what about, the South Carolina defense still has trouble stopping the run. They have trouble stopping a mobile running quarterback, and they're going to see a lot of that from Clemson. Uh, what did you think of what they did with their corners playing up tight on those receivers? Do you think they'll do the same thing? Should they do the same thing? What do you foresee there? And you, you probably won't have the, the same type of defense against uh, Clemson. They don't, they don't 
they don't pose a threat on with the on the receiver. Their receivers are just they're, they're good receivers, but there's there's none of those guys just going to scare you. Their running game is the thing that's going to scare South Carolina. And hey, I, I, I'm not going to knock our defense. It, hell, we 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 kept Tennessee what ten yard ten points under their normal. We we they, we kept them under their normal average and everything they've done all season. So they're that's a, that's the number one offense in the country. I mean, you can't you can't stop everybody. So mm. and that offense is nothing on you can't you can't even compare the type of offense that Tennessee had versus what Clemson sputtering offense is. It's a totally different ball game. You don't. You don't have to be as aggressive on the corners, and we won't have to be. There's nobody on Clemson offense scare you, but the running back. Antonio Williams well, doesn't I, scare you a little I, bit, maybe. Uh, good. They're getting good. Bo Collins back. Bo Collins is going to be back into the wide receiver mix. How about those tight ends? Doesn't doesn't tight South Carolina have to be like. concerned about the tight ends? Will what about the tight ends for Clemson's offense? Well, I think that that's been one of the biggest differences in the last two weeks is the tight ends have been such an integral part of the play calling. Um, I think the game for Clemson offensively comes down to really just two keys, in my opinion. Um, and that is they've been really good on third down conversions, converting you know 50% of third down conversions, sustaining drives, keeping South Carolina off the field. I think that is the number one overall uh, factor for Clemson to have success offensively. Even if they're not getting points off of every drive, this is a team that is averaging well over you know, 35 minutes a game of time of possession. And so if they stay in that 35, 38 minutes per game and keep South Carolina on the sideline offensively, that's huge for us. Now, the, the biggest other factor, I think, is how, how well we pass pro. Because when, when, we, when we're doing good job in pass protection, and DJ has a run option. If he's not being pressured and flushed out of the pocket, and if something's not open, and he's he's actually proven multiple times this year, you get him in open field, he can be dangerous with his feet. And um, and he and, and I think he's just he's coming into his own. And so I think that how will we pass protect and allow DJ if the pocket uh, if the if the secondary for South Carolina is playing good, tight defense, then he can take off and scramble for five, six, seven, eight yards and keep drives alive. To me, that's the number one factor for the ball game. Uh, will, how important will it be for Clemson like they did against Miami? They took the opening kickoff, drove it yep. down the field, up seven to nothing. I thought the key point in that game came on Miami's possession where they overthrew the wide-open receiver for a touchdown, and then they had a first down called back after a long run because of a penalty. I thought Miami was cooked, really, at that point. I thought that just took the life out of them because they saw seven points slip through their hands or over the head of the receiver. But a quick start by Clemson and South Carolina trying to avoid the, the quick start, obviously that's going to be key both ways. If, if South Carolina can avoid allowing Clemson to have the – quick start or if Clemson can go and have a quick start. Well, and also remember, this is going to be a game that's going to kick off. I mean, people are still going to have sleepers in their eyes. Mm. You know, I mean, this game is, I mean, the high noon game, as you well know, it's difficult to sometimes get your motor running that early. Um, and so I think the team that comes out with their hair on fire right out of the chute is actually going to have the, the advantage. I think that Clemson over the last few weeks, by not turning the ball over 
in opening drives, second drives, things of that nature. By securing the football, it allowed them to put points up on Louisville and Miami. And, and th- those were the things that they were putting teams away by halftime. And I think that if South Carolina has a chance, they better go into halftime with this thing knotted up or real close. Yeah. Because Clemson's a second-half team, and they always have been. And um, so it, it, uh, it is imperative for South Carolina to start fast and uh, and Clemson, I think they'll have to weather the storm a little bit early on. But um, that's why we play the game, man. And you know, nobody really knows. Mm. Um, typically, the better team wins in this series. Typically, but we also know that there's there's crazy things that happen in rivalry games all the time. And so that's why you know we're going to put our best eleven. They're going to put their best eleven, and we'll find out what happens. Uh, let me ask you real quick, Will, too, before we get to the last part. As a guy that played a lot of afternoon games at Clemson in the fourth quarter, and by the fourth quarter of this game, it'll be 315, moving towards 330. The sun right. will back over the over the west zone area. So do you want as an offensive team, do you want the sun in front of you heading you do you want to be heading towards the sun or do you want to be heading away from the sun? Where is the who's got the advantage from that standpoint? If it's a you now, all, I know it could yeah, be a cloudy I mean, day. It could be a cloudy kind of rainy day, and we might not have any sun. Well, I mean, you always want the sun to your back, um, uh, you know, typically. Mm-hmm. But now here's the here's the caveat to that, okay? The caveat to that is when you're throwing the ball downfield and a receiver has to turn around and stare right into the sun. Right. That's a problem, okay? But as far as a running attack and keeping everything going forward, the sun to your back is absolutely – um, uh, imperative. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I've, I've looked at the weather. Uh, they are, were asking me about that last night uh, down in Greenwood. You know, I, I think if it does rain, uh, if it is a rainy, cloudy day, that bodes well for Clemson and their running attack and getting Shipley going. And so I don't know that the sun will be a huge factor, but I can promise you there's a lot of thought that goes into that about you know, coin tosses and deferring to the second half and things, things like that. All right, Carl, what's your, uh, what's your greatest memory of playing Clemson in death Valley? Wow. I guess you have to go. That's probably was the 84 game mm. that it was the, it was the probably one of the best plays I made in my life that I never made mm. that won, that won the football game for us. Clemson was, uh, coming out of their end zone right before halftime, and I was like, uh-oh, I've seen this lineup before, so I keyed a little bit to the outside. Quarterback went back to throw it, looked at me, and like, oh, I can't throw it. And he tucked the ball and turned around and got ready to throw it somewhere. And by the time he looked around, Tony got and hit him in the end zone for a sack. And you so caused that. The that. I never, that's the best play I never made. <laughs> hey. All right. Uh, before we go, the last rivalry meter reading of the season. This has been a lot of fun all season long. So, uh, Carl, what you got on the rivalry meter tonight based on what happened last weekend and what you're thinking tonight? Well, golly, based on last weekend and based on my grandma, I'm talking about, you know, how deaths come in threes. We beat them in basketball, men and women. So I guess it's time for us to beat them in football. So that, that'll give us three points steps. So I'm at my highest point all year long, man. I'm at a seven. You're at a seven. I'm at a seven. Will, what you got? 
Well, I've learned a long time ago, you never argue with a grandmother, so she might have something figured out. But <laughs> listen, I, I, I started the season at a 10. I'm finishing the season at a 10. Yeah, you've been you pretty know, steady I, with that. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think if Clemson plays their best and South Carolina plays their best, Clemson's the better football team. And and I just I firmly believe that wholeheartedly. Guys, thank you so much. I tell you what, let's do it again next week put the wrap on it after it. the rivalry game, but you guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving with your friends and families, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. All right. Y'all be blessed. See you. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Carl. So Carl's up to a seven and will sticking with a 10 as he has been from the get go. Those guys have been fantastic all season. We appreciate them being with us here on sports talk.